Hey, everybody, it's Christy Gessler, the dependent agent coming at you from Austin, Texas. It's a cool and crisp morning. And uh, one thing that I do every every day is I commute and uh, I love my commute to and from the office and, and around. I live in the northwest uh, hill country outside of Austin and I have about a 30, 35, sometimes 40 minute commute out to my home and back to the office each day. And I uh, relish that time. I, I understand that it is important to me that I have that commute. And it's for, you know, it's for powering me up. It's for decompressing me. Um, I have therapy and driving. So uh, I've recognized that about myself. And one way I like to spend those drives is with a podcast. And I like to listen to a variety of podcasts. And I like to listen to more, listen to them, excuse me, more than once. And one of my uh, favorites, of course, beyond the dependent agent that you're listening to now, and thank you so much for that, by the way, is also things like Crime Junkies and uh, A Date with Dateline. And there's some other fun criminal-based ones that I enjoy listening to and trying to be a super sleuth. But one that really, really fuels me is Masterclass. And Masterclass is a series of educational uh, video, audio, and materials that you can subscribe to that features a lot of predominant business owners, uh, tycoons, CEOs, executives, celebrities, and others. And one of my favorite is Anna Wintour. And Anna is the uh, editor-in-chief and uh, creative director, I guess you would say, between behind Vogue magazine. And she also is a phenomenal uh, event planner. Uh, if you've ever seen the Met Gala, I know that Anna Wintour has a lot to do with that event. And uh, there's been several movies inspired by her, of course, like The Devil Wears Prada and others. So I love her master class. And she talks about leadership. And then she talks about that in the world of fashion and design. But one thing that she said today that I had not picked up on when I listened to this podcast previously was her quote, make sure you love your boss. And I took a moment and I said, make sure you love your boss. And that got me thinking that there's three places or three pathways that that, that comment struck a chord with me. And so in today's episode, I'd like to share with you those three reasons or those three avenues um, that that comment really resonated with me. And the first one in making sure that you love your boss is I have recently in, in past episodes here talked about the breakup that happens between a realtor and a broker, an agent and a broker, and what that looks like. And almost every time without fail, I have had an agent in that breakup meeting say to me, I love you, Christy. I love you. Gosh, I love you. You don't understand how much I love you. But, and then they launch into their reason for leaving the brokerage. And so at first when I would hear that, I would be like, wow, that's very sweet. They love me. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, stay the course. You're doing the right thing. You know, in my early days of, of this, when I was being rejected routinely, I thought, okay, well, all right, just learn from it. It's part of the job. Okay. I want you to take note how I use the word reject because that is is a is a, an important uh, verb or adjective, however you want to look at it. Um, so I would hear that all the time when an agent would leave the company and they would say, I love you, but I love you, but. 
And when they're saying it as from the agent's perspective, they're trying to soften the blow, right? They're trying to tell you, listen, you are not the problem. And a lot of times they would even say that and they would say, it's me. I need the change. I need the growth. Blah, 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 blah. It's not you. It's me. Oh, okay. One of the, you know, oldest breakup lines in the book. Great. That's not what they're saying when they say that. They're saying, I no longer find value in you and here's why. And guess what? I would be okay with that message if that's how the message was always delivered. That's not how it gets delivered. They have this need to say to you, I love you, but. And all we hear is the but. So agents, while you are on the one side trying to soften the blow to this person that you're about to tell that you don't see value in anymore, and here's why, you say to them, I'm rejecting you. I'm rejecting you out of my life, and now here's why. Let that soak in for a moment. So when a broker, when I receive the I love you but comment, for many, many years, I took that as, well, I reject you and your value, and here's why. Okay. Make sure you love your boss. Okay. Do you really love your boss? No, in real estate, you should just like the person. And hopefully, as an agent and broker, you can find a way to very quickly, if not even beforehand, when you go into business with one another, try to have a foundation of mutual respect. I feel like many, many agents and brokers get into an initial relationship trying to one-up each other. They try to have a game of brinksmanship. I feel like we're playing battleship in the middle of a real estate office when when a new agent joins a company and there is this automatic puffing out of chest feathers everywhere. The broker's acting more important because they recruited this great agent and then the agent's acting more important because they've just been recruited and and aren't I, you know, the shit, right? I this is I got it, right? So here we spend this time puffing out chest feathers with each other for a while, yet we're wasting all this time in actually developing a foundation of mutual respect between one another and honestly getting to know each other a little bit. And I don't mean getting to know each other's personal lives. That's not what I'm talking about. That's usually what we do. Get to know each other on a personal level. Oh, because then when this relationship breaks up down the road, that personal relationship is going to make the breakup easier. No, it's not. It's going to make the breakup more challenging. All right. Let's maybe get to know each other better on a professional level and garner mutual respect with each other on a professional level before you decide you want to be in brokerage business with someone. On both sides of the equation, kids, what's good for an agent is good for a broker and vice versa. It's a two-way street. Typically, it's not treated as a two-way street. The broker tends to want to fall down on his or her knees in front of an agent praying and, and begging for for love and devotion and, and loyalty and, you know, a commission split. And an agent feels like the broker is there to serve them at their, at their every whim and that they should because, quote, I'm paying them for it. Okay. All right. It's an interesting dialogue that we can dive into in a future episode. There was a second aha moment that I had in master class when I was listening to Anna Wintour, and that was... What a fundamentally stupid move I made when I signed on as an employee at Keller Williams because I took more effort to decide what restaurants I wanted to go eat at 
rather than to do a little bit of investigation of the person that I was actually going to be in business with. When you are a team leader in Keller Williams, you you do report to an operating principal, and it is an employee-employer relationship. There is definitely a hierarchy. So we talk all the time in real estate how you are, quote, your own boss. And as an independent contractor, one can make that argument. Now, we know that technically, because of the legalities and the way in the state of Texas, at least, the broker-agent relationship is set up, your broker is technically your boss. Okay, but I get it and I'm trying to say it's a little different. Okay, but not when you are a team leader with your operating principal. That is an employee employer relationship. And you need to remember that not only from the accountability standpoint, but the hierarchy. Okay, and so I did a good job and I shared with you in previous episodes about me investigating the company, investigating Keller Williams, who I was going to be working for. But you hear what I just said. I said I did a good job investigating who I was going to be working for. No, I didn't. I did a terrible job of that. I investigated the company and the corporate culture that I was going to be a part of. I didn't investigate who I would work for. Make sure you love your boss. I didn't do any looking in to her at all. I should have asked more questions. I should have gone around to people who used to work with her. I should have gone around and actually did a little bit of fact-checking and just looking back on leadership style and who she surrounded herself with and her pedigree and, and whatnot. I did very little, if none of that. And so I tried to get to know her, but I think there was an avenue of getting to know her personally, which was not the right thing to do, yet not enough time getting to know her professionally, which made it difficult then when when there was stressors in the company to understand her leadership style. And the one thing that I learned, and it was very, very much, much too late, I did not like her leadership style and I didn't agree with it. And it wasn't me and it wasn't my leadership style. And so it created a confrontational, antagonistic relationship, and I felt it, and I felt it to the point where it ate me up inside because I didn't understand why I, you know, quote, thought I cared about this person and that we were having such an antagonistic relationship. Well, it was because our leadership styles, our leadership styles were oil and water, completely. I was collaborative. I was experimental. I am very, very entrepreneurial. I love to try ideas. I love to be thinking of ideas. That was not her style at all. Her style was conservative. Her style was uh, keep information close to the vest. Her style was lead with revenue. And her style was lead with selfishness and, in my estimation, some greed. Again, I'm saying this in a way because this is my view. My view, my personal opinion. Thank you for humoring me and listening to me on that. So I recognized that I failed to do a good job of making sure I loved the boss that I was going to be in business with, the actual person, to my detriment, and it caused me a lot of devastation internally, and uh, I let that happen to myself. So um, that was a big aha. The third and final aha that I got from the Anna Wintour comment in today's re-listening to masterclass was make sure you love your boss. Make sure you love yourself. 
Are you in business with someone you love because your number one person you're in business with is yourself? And we make this joke, I am my own boss. I, I love being my own boss. I, I love the freedom of being my own boss. And I want to say, great. Do you genuinely like the person you're in business with? Let's look at yourself. Let's look at yourself in the mirror. Um, what do we really, how do we really feel about our boss? If your boss is toxic to you because of you inherently being a naysayer or you having other things in your way and, and one of the most horrific things to be in your way is the addiction that it could lead because you're feeling devastated because you hear from others that I love you, but, and then you realize maybe you're not in business with the person you thought you were in business with and certainly not the person you should be in business with. And I honestly failed on both of those first two. And only through excruciating heartache, physical ache, terrible sense of despair and betrayal from people that I thought loved me and that I thought I loved. But I've realized that I truly and honestly have found a place where I love myself. You know, through this journey, I sit here in February of 2020 and I am at my core inherently the happiest I have ever been besides the days that I had my kids. And I just feel a sense of peace and understanding of things. And listening to something as simple as a podcast in my car, my, my beloved black truck going to and from the office, absolutely helped me maintain and, and gain some clarity that is so valuable. And, and I feel a sense of peace that I've never felt before. And so through this process, and, and thank you for your grace and time today listening to The Dependent Agent and this discussion a little bit about um, whether you are in love with your boss or not. Um, not in a tacky way and not in an inappropriate way, um, but, you know, looking out for number one at first and then being a little bit more careful about uh, who you are going into business with rather than what and what company. So I hope this gives everybody that listened today some food for thought. I hope that you take the time to re-listen to some of the episodes of The Dependent Agent. I hope that you, like me, listen to things more than once and get something a little bit different out of it each time. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your subscription. Check us out on thedependentagent.com. If you would like more information and resources, you will find it there on that website. But if you are experiencing a mental health crisis of any kind, please immediately call 911 or 988 to get the resources that you need. There are a lot of avenues for you to get help, and you just need to say the word. So say the word through thedependentagent.com or reach out to one of the resources there on that website. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication to being a better person and a better agent, and I'm thankful that we're on the ride together. Have a great day and stay well.